Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. We uh, don't want to waste any time. Not that we do ever waste time here, although some would argue uh, that point. But uh, we got so much to talk about today. There's so much happening in the news. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And from Kansas City, Kansas, our good friend Ray Pritchard's back. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing wonderful. Uh, Hope you're doing good. I wanted to get a report from you on your travels and what happened uh, at the camp you spoke at. Well, the last two weeks, Marlene and I have been in upstate New York, uh, high in the Adirondacks, at a wonderful youth camp called Word of Life. Spent a week at the campground teaching the adults. And then last week, Tim, had a blast. We were on the island with the teenagers and then down at the ridge with the uh, with the middle schoolers. High energy, so much fun. I came home. The proof is I came home totally exhausted. So it's a good <laughs> sign, right? <laughs> I needed a nap when I got back home. Now, did you teach a particular topic? What was the uh, subject? Uh, with the adults, I taught on forgiveness from God and to others. And then with the teenagers, uh, we talked a lot about how do you grow spiritually in a world where everything is against you. And and I got to say, folks, if you are discouraged, and there's a lot of reasons to be concerned about the world, I do believe God is raising up a generation of young men and young women starting now down in the middle school area who are willing to take a stand for Jesus. Because that's what I noticed last week. I mean, a lot of fun, a lot of games, the skiing and the parties and all that. But you scratch underneath the surface, God is raising up a generation of warriors, young men and young women who are going to take a stand for Jesus no matter the cost. And I think that's what we need in our day. So I came home, along with everything else, tremendously encouraged by the dedication of these young people. So, so they did pay attention to the old guy with the gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as I talked fast and told good stories and <laughs> kept it moving, right? Keep it moving. Amen. Yeah, that's right. You got to keep it moving. Or, keep it moving. Or, or out come the cell phones. Uh, that's right. Uh, by the way, do they let cell phones in for the for those talks? Uh, you know, it's like at school. On the front rows, you don't see any cell phones, but I was in these, these, these kind of, they called it a pine right. pavilion. Right. You never really could tell what was going on right, up in, right. in, the, in, the, in the back five or ten rows up there, but yeah. they're not supposed to have their cell phones now, out. Let's now, does this complete way. your summer uh, speaking schedule? Uh, well, this weekend I'm going to be in Cary, North Carolina, but it's uh, at Shepherd's Church. That's the Raleigh-Durham area, Cary. I'm there for one day speaking this Sunday, and then... In about two weeks, Colorado Springs for the Word and Worship Bible Conference. All right. Now, if folks want to keep up with your schedule, uh, where can they go? Surf on over to keepbelieving.com. And one of the drop-down menus has the 2022 travel schedule. Everywhere we're going is on that schedule. And you're probably driving over to Colorado Springs, aren't yes, you? Yes, we are. Yes, uh, what we're is that, about five or six hours or so? No, more than that, it's... Uh, Maybe more like nine or ten hours. 
So got to get up early. But I'm I'm tired of air travel, Tim. I you can have it. I'm just with all the rigmarole you got to go through these days. I'd rather drive. I I, I hear you, brother. I I just know. Uh, I know I've traveled a lot. Not 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 as much as uh, you have probably in terms of driving the U.S. But uh, I never will forget the first time I drove from. Um, we drove from Tupelo to Boulder. Yeah. Oh, that for, that's quite a drive. Yeah. For the <laughs> for the Promise Keepers. Like right. The right. First. Big Promise Keepers event one. there with right. Coach McCartney. Yeah, uh, right. Car- Coach Bill McCartney. Bill- yeah, and uh, that was, gosh, that's in the nineties, I guess. And um, a bunch of us guys loaded up and and drove, and there was fifty five thousand men there from all over the country. And uh, but I never will forget uh, driving across the Kansas Plains, mm-hmm. and then uh-huh. you get into uh, Colorado, right? And then what you're couple hours into Colorado, you begin to see the Rockies, right? Right, right. It's all flat in eastern Colorado, just yes. like western Kansas. Then all of a sudden, right. out of nowhere, those Rockies <laughs> pop up. Yeah. There are about two turns between Kansas City and Denver <laughs> in the road. Right. Otherwise, it's we've driven straight. that. You've driven that, haven't you? Oh, yeah. When we used to live in the West Coast and we come down here to visit, uh, we did that stretch. About 400 miles or so, is it yeah. Kansas City to Denver? Yeah, yeah. What, what is that interstate? Is that 70? What 70. Is that? Yeah. 70. Yeah. 70. It goes straight from here to Denver. And it is straight <laughs> <laughs> and flat. <laughs> and Salina is like the truck stop capital of the world, isn't it? I mean, That's right. you got to stop in Salina. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. Uh, so when that's coming up when for you? And, and I think two weeks from Wednesday we'll be out there. Speaking of uh, travels, uh, Fred, uh, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has just landed in Taiwan. Is that right? Yeah, her plane just touched down in Taipei about 15 minutes ago. Uh, Boy, there's been a lot of talk. Is she going to go? She's been on this Asian tour uh, since the weekend. And was she going to land? Was she not? The Chinese making all kinds of verbal threats, verbal threats that if – you know, if a high-ranking official like Nancy Pelosi goes to Taiwan, uh, boy, you're going to pay for it, United States. So a lot of people thought, and even uh, last week when President Joe Biden was asked about the prospect of her going to Taiwan, he says, well, our military officials don't think it's a good idea. So a lot of people, well, what's going on there? Uh, but anyway, Nancy Pelosi's plane just touched down about 20 minutes ago in Taipei. It is... I think just after 11 o'clock at night there, she's going to spend overnight there, do a little few things, and then she'll leave. But uh, now, here's the interesting point. What are the Chinese going to do? They did a whole lot of saber rattling prior to her touching down. What's going to happen next? Ray, you've traveled to Taiwan, right? I have. Once once or twice? Yes, once in fantastic country. In fact, my son Wesley went with you. Right, that's exactly right, and uh, amazing place, amazing, so so highly developed, good people, uh, freedom-loving people, and I got to say, kudos, all political differences aside, kudos to Nancy Pelosi for going ahead with the trip, despite what the Chinese, uh, you know, they did a lot of, Fred, a lot of saber-rattling, a mm-hmm. lot of threats, people were talking about maybe they're going to shoot the plane down, and all that kind of craziness, uh, I'm glad she... I'm glad you went through with it. Yeah, so she's there now? Yep. She's, uh, as I say, just arrived at the airport a few moments ago. We're starting to see pictures from there. She's and the one in pink. 
Yes. Yeah, she's definitely going all out Pepto-Bismol today in her in her dress. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Nancy Pelosi, the highest-ranking government official to visit Taiwan since Newt Gingrich did in the 90s. It was about 25 years ago, yeah. Yeah, so presidents and, and other high-ranking government officials from the U.S. have avoided yes. uh, going there because uh, it is provocative mm-hmm. to the communist Chinese government. Who knows what they will do? We'll just have to wait and see. <clears throat> but uh, in response to to this, but it angers Beijing, right? Oh, very much so. Very much so. It kind of legitimizes, in their mind, It it's the U.S. legitimizing a rebel faction of yes. China. All right. Uh, speaking of news on the international front, uh, the United States Armed Forces took out uh, a... Um, Al-Qaeda leader yesterday? Yes, yeah. The, uh, basically the number two there uh, in Al-Qaeda. Um, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, announced last night the death of Ayman al-Zawahiri in Kabul, Afghanistan. Uh, reports were last night and uh, through this morning that uh, Zawahiri uh, was killed by a drone. Uh, Zawahiri may have been on a balcony at the time of the drone attack. Uh, but uh, I've never heard of him. What, what's, what's his role? Ayman Al Zawahiri. He's got a he's got a pretty lengthy rap sheet. Uh, he goes back to the uh, the Bin Laden days. Uh, so basically, he's been involved in a lot of Al Qaeda. Um, he was he was number two to uh, Osama Bin yeah. Laden. Yeah. So high ranking. But the big story, uh, the second big part of this story is what's he doing in Afghanistan? Right. Part of the deal that Joe Biden signed with the Taliban leaders was. They would keep Al-Qaeda out of there. But there he was, sitting on the balcony in a very nice area of Kabul. And there are other Al-Qaeda people there also. So this, uh, maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but gee whiz, a terrorist group Mm -hmm. lied about making the deal with the United States. Yeah, what do you think about this, Ray? Well, first of all, drone strike, good. We got a bad guy, right? So mm-hmm. that's important. We we got a top-ranking Al-Qaeda guy who was second to Osama bin Laden. So good. Good on our military for finding him and tracking him down. But, Fred, I mean, this is the big question, that supposedly when we exited Afghanistan, they were going to keep uh, Al-Qaeda, you know, keep them outside the national borders. It would have been one thing, I suppose, if they if they'd found him in some – riding a camel heading to a cave or something like that. Yeah. But they found him in Kabul. What's that guy doing in Kabul? What does that say about what al-Qaeda is doing in the rest of the country? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And now you have to wonder what they're going to do in retaliation, uh, if anything. Uh, so uh, Who's going to do it? Well, al-Qaeda. I mean, you know, we took down their number two. For people that maybe you're trying to picture which guy this is. You've probably seen over the years the picture of bin Laden sitting on the couch in his fatigues, and there was a guy sitting next to him with a birthmark on his forehead. The guy with the birthmark on his forehead is the guy we're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, all right, so that's two big news stories uh, internationally. Nancy Pelosi lands in Taiwan, and the uh, Biden authorizes the killing of al-Qaeda number two in, in Afghanistan. Well, we've been trying for a long time to get an interview with Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears of Virginia, and I'm told that she's on the phone with us right now, but I'll believe it when I hear her voice. Uh, (laughs) uh, Lieutenant Governor Sears, uh, are you there? 
I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't go anywhere. Okay. We've been trying to get you on the on the uh, American Family Radio with us here for a few months, but uh, things just always seem to pop up or come up. And I know you're a very busy uh, lady. Um, by the way, I'm Tim uh, with Fred and Chris and Ray, and we thank you for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Where are you? Well, I'm actually in Winchester, which is where I live, although people sometimes ask me, where do I live? And I tell them in hotels. <laughs> hotels. Well, now, what, you know. Winchester, is that near Richmond? Where is that exactly? No, it's actually two and a half hours from Richmond. It's closer to the West Virginia border. It's about 10 minutes from the West Virginia border. Uh, so it's the West, the West side and about gotcha. an hour and a half west of uh dc gotcha. so um not too you know but uh there are times when things are happening in the lower part of the state the more southern parts and those are maybe six hours four hours away so we would like to find some place in richmond because it's more centrally located but housing prizes what they are and gee whiz thanks mr president you know <laughs> right <I'm> held off <laughs> We're talking to yeah. Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, uh, the newly, uh, well, uh, she's been in office a few months now as a, a Republican uh, from uh, uh, the state of Virginia. All right, so uh, you and I met uh, a year and a half ago or so down in Florida at a convention or a conference that was, you were a friend, you were there as a, a friend of uh, uh, Bishop Jackson, E.W. Jackson. Do you remember? Uh -huh. Do you remember us meeting there? <clears throat> no, I didn't make that kind of well, impression. Uh, it, it, <laughs> That's okay. No, 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 no. Don't answer that. Just say I uh, think so. No, I'm uh, going to answer uh, that because yeah. there are times when, if you know, if if I can place the name or yeah. if I can place the face, or but you know, when you meet so many people so quickly, it's hard well, to I to was, place people. Like, yeah. it, it's, I, well, unless you see them in the same context. Tim Wildman. I was uh, about the late 50s, balding, and uh, the, I had the filet. Do you, do you remember? Uh, anyway, the reason I bring this up is Bishop E.W. Jackson, our dear friend and colleague, whose show comes on in about an hour and a half here, uh, or one, uh, 12 o'clock noon Central Time, uh, he and uh, Winsome, uh, Go uh, Lieutenant Governor Sears, are, are good friends, and Bishop Jackson brought her as his guest to this conference of conservative leaders. And, uh, so, uh, I, he introduced me to you and, uh, uh, and said, you know, you were running. And then we talked, we talked for a few minutes. You were running for <clears throat> Lieutenant governor of Virginia. And I didn't say this. Well, I may have said something to the effect, but I didn't say this to you, but I was thinking to myself, a Republican in Virginia now, good luck with that one. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I mean, I, uh, well, as it turns out we didn't need luck. I know, I know. I, I know. That I was know. his will. Yes, exactly. And, of course, I'm, I mean luck in a um, way of sp a manner of speaking. I understand. Yeah, a manner of speaking. But but I did think to myself, <clears throat> you got a real uphill challenge, as, as does any Republican candidates statewide in Virginia any longer because Virginia was trending blue. I mean, after all, uh, at least purple to blue after, after a long history of being basically a conservative state, Virginia, 
the dynamics of the population uh, changed with Northern Virginia and all the bleed over from the DC. Yeah. Uh, but you won, you won. And, uh, and, uh, the, in fact, the Republicans swept the statewide races. Is that right? Well, I like to say we won, right. meaning the voters as well, because, uh, this win was for all of us because we had seen that the way that we were trending, speaking of trending was not good. Uh, we've got educational problems here and that's what I ran on before it became vogue, you know? Um, I, I could see the test scores and children aren't learning. COVID made it worse uh, in a way that it didn't have to. Uh, and, and uh, for example, we've seen now where children have been advanced to grade levels when they weren't learning, and now they're advanced uh, and they're at four grade levels behind. And, and, and we're fooling ourselves, and, and we're fooling our children. We're doing a disservice to them because, really, education is a national security issue. For example, this new TIPS bill that was passed, it's a wonderful thing. But where are we going to get the people who know how to make these TIPS? We need them to have the STEM knowledge, and they don't. And what we're hearing is that within three years, if we don't have, by the time the the factories, the manufacturing plants are built in Ohio and elsewhere to to produce these chips, these semiconductors that are so necessary for life nowadays, if we don't have that labor force, guess what they're going to do? They're going to have to offshore uh, some of those jobs because we just don't have the labor force. And by the way, the community colleges who are saying that they're the likely stop to to help produce those students so that they can become those those workers they don't have the pipeline for that they need facilities built at the community college level the clean rooms all of this it's not there yet so we're, we're sort of putting the cart before the horse and we need the funds to do it instead we're putting the money elsewhere in, in, into all of this other stuff that's not going to help anything. Fred, go yes, ahead. Yes, uh, Lieutenant Governor Sears, Fred here. You have an incredible life story. You were not handed a political office on a silver platter. Uh, tell us a little bit oh, about no. your life story, uh, which gives you absolutely incredible uh, uh, credibility when you talk about problems in education or what needs to be done for people to move forward. Well, this is it. My father came to America in 1963, and it was August 11th, and that date is significant because just 17 days later, Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I Have a Dream speech. And so, I, you know, I asked my father, why would you come then? It was a bad time for, you know, us black people. And yet my father made application to come to America, had to provide all kinds of documentation, and then had to get the approval, and then had to wait his turn to come. And and he said, because this is where the jobs and the opportunities were. So my father only came with a dollar seventy-five in his pocket, and consequently he took any job he could find, put himself through school with that money, and started his American dream. And now he's comfortably retired. But you know, before all that, once he was stable, he came to Jamaica, got me brought me here. So I wasn't born here either. I came off the Pan Am um, uh, Airlines. And of course, that dates me. But that and, and, and then here I am now, second in command in the former capital of the Confederacy. And so there are those who would like to say that we have not advanced as a nation, as a people. 
but we're not back in 1963. Otherwise, how do you explain my rise? And there are there are people who look like me. I call them the elite and others who are of the other political party, and they call me a white supremacist. But excuse me, I'm the one who wants black women to have more black babies. How can I possibly be what you claim I am? You're the ones who are trying to prevent black women, especially from having the babies. You're the ones who are putting these Planned Parent clinics, almost 70% of them, in walking distance of black and Latino neighborhoods. So don't talk to me uh, about what you are, you know, and, and push that on me. So education, again, is important. And I'm hoping that we can help. I don't want to say race relations because we're all of the human race, but ethnicities. This constant divide doesn't help, and it denies that God has brought brought us a mighty long way. And, uh, you know, I'm hopeful, uh, or, well, I hope he doesn't take his hand off of us and say, oh, you say that America hasn't improved. Well, what if I just remove my hand and you'll see? So, you know, we thank God for where we are, and we know, you know, we're not perfect, but you see all those people who are dying at the border to come in, dying at our southern borders. They're not listening to the Democrats talking about how wicked and evil America is. They're trying to get in because they know this is the land of opportunity. They know that if they can get their foot on American soil, their lives will change for the better. Now, we want them to do it the right way, and we must know who's coming into the country. We have to know that. We have to have secure borders. In fact, we know that that's important because we're trying to help Ukraine secure their borders. So, And then, of course, you see our president has just now uh, decided that he's going to build the wall. And they, they engage in the semantics, which I just call, I don't call them what they're, they're lies. You're building a wall, Mr. President. Just say so. If we cannot believe what our leaders are telling us in the light, then how can we believe them in the dark? For example, you know, the dark of what we don't know what's happening. We, we have to be able to trust what our leaders tell us. Otherwise, what kind of a country would we be? You know, it, yeah. it's all a mess. We have Xi, for example, uh, the president of China, telling us that the president, President Biden, didn't really say what he was saying. He was lying. Well, and then we have the crown prince of Saudi Arabia saying the same thing, that President Biden did not speak to him about humanitarian issues where it concerned the journalist uh, Khashoggi. Who are we supposed to believe? We have a president telling us we're not in a recession. We have a, which is, we, we can see with our own eyes, we can feel with our own pocketbooks. We have a president telling us that inflation was temporary, and yet here it is, still with us, to the point now we're in a recession. I mean, these are the things we know for a fact. So we have to be able to trust you and your administration, Mr. President. Somebody has to say what is truthful. After all. Hey, Ray, you got one uh, last question for Lieutenant Governor Sears? Uh, indeed. Lieutenant Governor, uh, you've been very bold and outspoken about your Christian faith, What in which we support a thousand percent. Could you tell us quickly what your Christian faith means to you as part of your public service? Well, it means um, fighting for those who are not able to fight for themselves. It means telling the truth even when it is 
it, it hurts to do so, and even when it might be not advantageous to you to do so, many people sometimes, for example, you know, we won, all right? So we won in Virginia. But I have, as they would say, I have lost two elections. Nobody remembers those. And and the, the, the thing about that is when you are called, remember, the prophets were killed. Some of them were killed. Some of them lived. For example, the prophet Uriah was telling the nation of Israel at the time the very same things that the prophet Jeremiah was saying. Only Jeremiah lived, although, you know, they abused him, persecuted him terribly, but they killed the prophet Uriah. So one prophet lived, one prophet died. We have to just do the right thing and come what may, and that's what I try to do. I'm not, you know, if I win an election, fine. If you don't vote for me, fine. But I cannot lose my soul yeah. just to win an election. We've been visiting with Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears uh, from Virginia. And uh, Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for your time. We will uh, uh, pray for you and follow you and wish you much success uh, in the coming years. Thank you so very much. And God bless all of your listeners. And remember, do not remain silent. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. We uh, will be back with more of today's issues on American Family Radio in a couple of minutes. Sandy Rios uh, will join us as well. So that's coming up. Stay with us. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. We will visit the shepherd's fields in Bethlehem when we go to Israel in March of 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of our stops along the way in Israel is to go to the shepherd's fields. This is the place where the shepherds were the night that the birth of our Savior was announced in Bethlehem or right around Bethlehem. Now, we don't know if we're looking at the actual uh, hill or not, but we are in the place that is described in the Bible. So it would have been right around where we are when we go to the shepherd's fields. That's just one of the stops on one of the days on our March 2023 trip to Israel. For all the information, go to the website twholyland.com, twholyland.com. Again, this is in March 2023. We hope you'll join us. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? 
Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Big news from Los Angeles. Non-citizens are now eligible to work in government jobs. Fox Business reports nearly 900,000 non-citizens live in Los Angeles. Public defender Ricardo Garcia says requiring citizenship to work for the city government is tantamount to discrimination based on cultural, racial, and ethnic characteristics. The Board of Supervisors say they will still have to provide proof of citizenship, but even that might be a bit dubious. Investigative journalist Laura Logan reports illegals are being given Social Security numbers as soon as they cross the border. In other words, illegal aliens are now able to vote illegally in our elections. And you can take a wild guess which party is going to get their votes. I sincerely doubt anyone who crossed into the country illegally has any desire to make America great again. Gotta read my latest book, Culture Jihad, available at ToddSterns.com. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and... Uh, Chris Woodward and Ray Pritchard, we thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to watch our show on the Internet, it's uh, still available at YouTube and Facebook. Just type in Today's Issues. And we also have our own streaming service, uh, Fred. Yeah, just uh, launched officially yesterday. Everything's going well. People can sign up for that and uh, don't have to worry about YouTube restrictions and all of that. Uh, it's it's one of those things, Tim, that, uh, you know, your dad started as far as, you know, what I remember when they started the new service here 25 years ago or so. It's because we couldn't get our message out through the mainstream media. Same kinds of attacks. And and uh, you and the, the rest of the leadership here decided, you know, why don't we stream our own shows on our own platform? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, if we get canceled by American Family Association, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, I wouldn't. I would I'd be We're speechless. Yes. You'll have to speak to Ed about that. Yeah, <laughs> no. So uh, here's what you do, folks. If you want to check out our streaming service, our live streaming service, it doesn't uh, cost anything to do this. Uh, you do have to sign up. Take you a couple minutes, but it's worth it. Uh, what you get access to there, but and check it out. It's uh, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. And so we're live video streaming a lot of our shows now mm-hmm. on that platform. Uh, and we created this platform in case uh, YouTube or Facebook in particular decide to shut us down, uh, shut us down from their platform. Now, mm-hmm talking to walker my son walker who's the afa at the core comes on at one o'clock central time i didn't know he had been he's banned permanently oh from youtube i think what he told me <laughs> huh <laughs> and uh i don't know who else on our sandy's probably been blocked off a couple of times facebook but facebook uh, has not been 
taken today's issues off. YouTube has a couple of times. We talked about that. But it, the point is that these uh, big uh, social media platforms uh, are biased, uh, and they're not, they don't even hide it. <laughs> okay? They're very biased <clears throat> against conservatives and Christians. And if you're conservative and Christian, you're like top on the list. Yes. You know, because uh, so if, <clears throat> you know, the, we don't want to just be on a platform or two that can ban us uh, from, from and, and no other access to, to watching uh, the shows. So we created our own. So streaming.afa.net is uh, there for you. And really, quite frankly, folks, that's what conservatives in America are going to have to do and are moving towards. Uh, that is, <clears throat> our own platforms are, are controlling our own destiny, uh, banking with people who uh, aren't going to cancel us or, you know, because of our beliefs or because of stands that we take. Uh, Ray, we, um, we were banned uh, last year... Uh, I think it was Stripe. I better be right on this. They're a credit card processing company based out of San Francisco. Right. right. And they they uh, just notified us overnight when, hey, we're not uh, doing any more credit card processing for you guys uh, because you're a hate group, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh, it's always uh, interesting to me when uh, companies accuse you of uh, being something, and they're basing their accusation on uh, a third party's mm. opinion. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So you can't have an intelligent dialogue with them about the merits of your, of their accusation. They just cite some other left-wing group as proof that you are what they say you are, you know? Yeah. So anyway, those kinds of things are happening to conservatives on a regular basis, and so... That's another thing we said yesterday on this program, and Ed had this idea. Ed Vitagliano had this idea a year or so ago. He said, you know what? We need to tell people uh, the all these, not all these, but a lot of these big corporations are uh, that are chains, for example, they're they're into the woke stuff. Yes. They're, uh, they're all over it. They're, mm -hmm. they're all the woke stuff they embrace. And he said, you know what? We need to tell people, remind people, who, as much as they possibly can to shop local. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Go to you go to your mom and pop stores that aren't going to be sponsoring this woke garbage. Go ahead, Ray. You have a comment on that? Well, first of all, we ought to be shopping locally anyway. It's good for our communities, but now morally, spiritually, ethically it's good. Let's say if you know of a good conservative person who's running right. a lawn care service. If you know one who's doing a local, uh, a local store, right? Give them your business because they can use the money. They can use the encouragement. You're keeping the money local. Uh, Amazon's going to do okay no matter what we do, right? They're going to get their billions of dollars uh, buying locally, investing locally. It just makes sense, especially uh, when Christians are under attack, conservatives are under attack, as we are today. Absolutely. So, again, as much as you possibly can, shop local, buy local. Yeah. Uh, and you also support your community, people yes. who work in your community yes, as well. And, uh, hey, we'll get with Nick Logan, too, from Credit, uh, Cornerstone, Cornerstone uh, Payment Systems because we work with them. They're a Christian uh, 
credit card processing company that people need to know of. Remind me about that, Brent. Uh, okay, joining us now is uh, Sandy Rio. Sandy is Director of Governmental Affairs for our ministry. Therefore, she represents us in our nation's capital. And Sandy's also heard weekday mornings here from 7.05 to Central to 8 o'clock Central Time uh, with Sandy Rios in the morning. Uh, and uh, we uh, are pleased to have her with us now. She does most Tuesdays. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Oh, are you bipolar this morning? Yes, I, there's the two sides of my personality. Okay, we didn't Just know which you. Sandy we were talking to there. Uh, Happy Sandy or sad Sandy? She identifies as two spirits. Oh. That's right. It's a, it's an identity thing. Oh. I mean, that's right. Very good. That was Chris. <laughs> Very good, Chris. Chris has got the one line one line zingers out there. Uh, Okay, uh, Sandy, we just talked to Winsome Sears a few minutes ago, the lieutenant governor from Virginia. Uh, I'm very impressed by her. I think she may be the next, uh, you know, she may be governor, she may be senator, uh, who knows, she may be president one day. Have you talked to her? You know, I haven't, but yeah. I've, I've heard her. I mean, she's terrific. Yeah. I'm really impressed with her. And, uh, and I'm sure you told people today are primaries all over the country. Talk about that. And, well, uh, uh, okay, so um, i got to remember who they are by heart, let me think. Um, uh, Arizona, Arizona's Nebraska. an interest. Is yeah, Kansas. Ar- yeah. Kansas. A big day in Kansas. Uh, Arizona's yes. big day in Kansas. Right, yes. uh, hey, let me interrupt you, Sandy, right there. I hate to interrupt the lady, but i got to go to Kansas, raised in Kansas. Kansas, what's going on? Uh, Ray, what's oh, going it's on a there? huge. Uh, there's a constitutional amendment put forth by the pro-life lobby here in Kansas to reverse what happened in 2019 when the liberal Kansas Supreme Court said that there is a right to abortion enshrined in the Kansas Constitution, sort of like the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. They just found a right that no one had ever seen before. So this is now ground zero today for the the pro-life, pro-abortion debate. This is the first statewide referendum uh, since the big Supreme Court decision in that the Dobbs decision that did away with Roe v. Wade, all I can tell you is it has been hot, literally hot, like a hundred degrees here, but it metaphorically is sizzling all over the state. And I got a note, Tim, from my son who went and voted. He said, long lines longer than for a general election, which is amazing in a hundred degree weather in August. So uh, this is going to be. This is a real test case because the pro-aborts have come out and spent millions of dollars to try to win this. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a, a pretty close vote. Now, we're, we're encouraging people to vote yes on this. Yes, sec- absolutely. We're absolutely. Vote yes, and that will give the lawmakers the right to make laws that would uh, curtail abortion in, in Kansas, correct? 100%. That's, that is what the amendment does. Right now, the legislature does not have the right because of the Supreme Court dictate. This overturns what the Supreme Court of Kansas did two years ago. So we'll see. Good. Uh, I'm sorry, Sandy, we interrupted you, but I knew I wanted to go to Kansas. Ray, 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 Ray's right there. He's in Kansas City. He knew what okay, was going very on Very good. Yeah. I'm going to be in Kansas pretty soon. Ray, I'll have to tell you about that. But Chris Kobach good. is also running for attorney general. Chris Kobach is a, just a drop. He's a great candidate. He's uh, very unpopular because he was – Real strong on the on the southern border, just a real fighter. So that's another race in Kansas to watch. And in Arizona, they've got a lot. Of, there's a oh, Carrie, Carrie. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Carrie Lamb and um, 
Uh, there's a candidate that is uh, part of the establishment Republicans, and I can't think of her name, but it's a real, uh, a real wild race between the two of them. Carrie is a, a former television anchor, uh, very winsome, new to politics, but so articulate and real good on voter fraud. And uh, a real, President Trump has endorsed her. The other one has been endorsed by Mike Pence, ironically, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, by the governor of Arizona. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Again. Her name is to... uh, Karen Taylor Robson. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then in Missouri, there's another big uh, race for Senate there. It's but the la the top two are Eric Greitens and Eric Schmidt. And Eric Greitens was the former governor of Missouri. He had there was some scandal right after he was elected, uh, but I have to tell people that that scandal emanated uh, a great deal of it from the uh, Soros elected St. Louis um, uh, Attorney General. Kim, let's see again these names. Uh, but uh, she has been, she was involved in all of the uh, prosecutions after the riots in in, um, in Ferguson. Mm -hmm. And so she came after him with a vengeance. They were charging yeah. him with a ton of things. And it turns out a lot of it is not true. I don't think he's like could be your Sunday school teacher, but, it, but he's really good on the issues and he's a real fighter, former special forces. Eric Schmidt is the current uh, attorney general. And he's, again, establishment. He's supported by the establishment. And so it's a quintessential race between, you know, the America First candidates and the Republican establishment candidates in Missouri. Uh, there are other races, too, but that, those are the ones that come to my mind. Hey, uh, Sandy, uh, we didn't talk about what we were going to talk to you about uh, today, but uh, since your show this morning, uh, I was, uh, you know, the Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has landed in Taiwan and uh, I was just scrolling the internet looking for, you know, the news stories on this. And I came to um, Drudge, and I don't go to Drudge as nearly as much as I used to since they went anti-Trump a couple of years back. But uh, I usually go there once or twice a day just to, just to check out what, what they have to say. But they their headline says, China vows, quote, targeted military actions, end quote. In response to Pelosi's Taiwan visit, uh, that's 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 serious stuff there. I, now I know that a lot of these websites are, are prone to sensationalism because they want clicks, right? And they just got one from Tim. No, no, I, no <laughs> but listen. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I'm happy to tell you that yeah, that is that's very very serious. Uh, even though we've made jokes, people have made jokes about, right, you know, right. they talked about shooting her down and people made a lot of jokes and right. I, I participated, laughed at some of them. Uh, but this is not about Nancy Pelosi, really. This is about our potential conflict uh, with China. And uh, the Chinese, even though we make jokes, the Chinese are serious as death. They want this country. They're buying up land all around uh, they are actually uh, genetically altering their soldiers. They have a Navy now that surpasses ours. Uh, e and they have said, in no uncertain terms, uh, not only about shooting down Nancy Pelosi's plane, but if she lands there, they will take that very seriously. It, it, Taiwan was is kind of a landing strip. You know, it's an island off the coast of China, but China considers it as part of China. And it, uh, during... Uh, other world wars, that has been kind of a launch pad for attacks on China. Uh, so they view this as a, a serious, our buddying up with Taiwan, who are our allies. Uh, with a President Trump, this wouldn't be happening. Uh, but they view this as a, a, like us rattling our saber, and they are threatening openly 
uh, a conflict over this. And I already know from other Chinese experts that they are, my understanding is that they already want to invade Taiwan in October, just in time for our elections, I'm telling you. And so this is going to only encourage them. This is a very dangerous choice she's made. Why do you think Nancy Pelosi, of all people, is, I know she's Speaker of the House, so therefore she's number three in, in rank and power in Washington, D.C., behind the vi- president and the, and the vice president in terms of the constitutional order. Uh, however, uh, but I want, is, there any, is there any reason Nancy Pelosi has given publicly why she would, uh, some would say, Ed would say if he were sitting here today, that this is an unnecessary provocation, uh, uh, that, that she doesn't have to do this. Uh, you can still acknowledge Taiwan without making a, a physical visit. Uh, I don't know what to think of this, uh, except that I do admire her bravery, that is, Nancy Pelosi, in doing this, because I do believe in supporting Taiwan. This is Tim talking now, not Ed necessarily, although Ed would agree with me. Uh, but but is it smart? <laughs> I guess it's one thing to be, quote, brave. It's another thing to be smart. Uh, what do you think? Oh, well, uh, I tell you what I think. Okay, go. Okay. Well, first of all, she and her husband had business interests in that chips bill. You know, they've made, they're making millions of dollars in, in off Taiwan? the decisions. In Taiwan? Okay. Uh, so there's probably some of that. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, look, I have to say I don't know, but this is my speculation. So I think it's probably good for her business. I also think, that, now this is get out the tinfoil because this is what my inclination is, Tim. Me get off the uh, tinfoil, or, or yeah. you get off the tinfoil? I'm tin getting foil. out. I've got, it, I've got it on right the now. Tin, you so got you know. it on right now. Okay, yeah, get right ready. Now. Conspiracy, here we come. Yeah, Go. Because I, I think that the administration actually would like some sort of conflict with China. Really? Because I, like, I think they would like to decide and determine that we are in an emergency situation, and therefore there cannot be an election, and we cannot change our leader right now because we are in you know, this potential conflict. That's actually what I think there, and that's okay. the reason why. That's the reason I really think she's going there. Now that's speculation. Yeah, I've got my, my I've got part. my Taco Carlson look right now. <laughs> you know, I've got my head <laughs> tilted, my eyes are bewildered, and I'm looking yeah. to hear what you said. Yeah. So you think that's your? Uh... Well, look. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, okay. We know Tim, in with Russia invading Ukraine, the the president of the United States goaded Putin into invading. They did that for weeks. They wanted that invasion. Now, again, I don't have this in writing because there are millions of dollars to be made. But they're just sending now, I think, something like 55 more million or 555, I can't remember, I'm sorry, more in aid to Ukraine. But that money is, that's a laundry outfit for the Biden family and others connected. Uh, This is not, this is is an unbelievable um, scam. But it's a dangerous scam, and uh, we we are likely if we well, thought we were losing. A, what's a scam? That the administration, the Biden administration, is making a ton of money off of our enemies. Our Speaker of the House is also making a ton of money off of the Chinese and our enemies. Others are too, and so while they act as though they're doing this for the good of the comp- country, they're really just actors. They're not qualified. Uh, to be on the international scene negotiating with Xi or anybody in Taiwan. They are characters out of a play, and they don't really, they're not thoughtful people. They don't really care what the consequences are for this country. They're playing a game and making themselves rich. That's how I see this. So that's the scam. Okay. Well, I asked for it. I got it right there. Well, listen, uh, Sandy, 
Uh, Ray, Ray, did you have any more questions for Sandy or are you going to let her rest her case right there? I think she made a okay. – Sandy, you made yep. a good case right there. All right. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Could I just tell you I'll be at CPAC in Dallas um, yeah, go, this week? Tell us and about I'm, that. So Conservative yeah, Political Action Committee, the annual uh, meeting of conservatives from um, across the country and other parts of the world. Are you going to be in Dallas? Is that right? I'll be in Dallas, and I've got a great lineup, Gordon Chang and then uh, Jay Abe, who was from Japan, who was personal friends with Abe, who was just assassinated. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Lord, who was a advisor to President Trump, who's a great thought maker. He does a lot of writing that people have heard of. Uh, I can't even get the list here, but um, congressmen, all kinds of people. It's a, just a wonderful lineup. And I will be on stage Thursday at four o'clock on a panel uh, discussing what's going to happen in the country post Roe versus Wade. Can, can people so, buy a ticket to attend if they live in uh, within and want to go to this in Dallas? I, I don't know if they can buy a ticket to just go to that. No, I'm talking uh, about can, to go to CPAC. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, CPAC Dallas. They've got a great website, and yeah, you betcha. You betcha. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, that's a good Midwestern girl right there. Yeah. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, me. Uh, so, so uh, CPAC, where's it going to be in Dallas? Do you know? It's the Anatole, uh, Hilton Anatole. Okay. In downtown Dallas. CPAC Dallas. When is it? What dates? It starts Thursday. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Sandy, take care. Safe travels. We'll pray for you, and uh, we talk to you again next Tuesday, hopefully. Okay, very good. Okay, thanks a lot, Tim. Bye, okay. you guys. Bye-bye. 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 It's Sandy Rios joining us. Fred, what do you think about Sandy's... Uh... Listen, Sandy is extremely well plugged in uh, in Washington circles for many yeah. years. Concerned Women for America she yeah. was involved yeah. with. Um, there's a reason why she is connected uh, right. through AFA, through government affairs. Yeah. Uh, so Sandy, Sandy knows a lot of people. Uh, she does, mm-hmm. and she's she's just not coming off the top of her head with this. She talks well, to a lot of people. The the uh, I guess her uh, thoughts on China and Taiwan, Ray Sandy, was that uh, she said that she thought that the Biden administration wanted a conflict of some sort, which she? is just madness if that's true, because you start. You start a conflict with China, I mean, Tim. Where's it going to end? You're 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 on the doorstep of world war if well, you if you are messing with China. And I, I would I do want to slightly in light of what she said, revise my opinion earlier. Uh, whether she should have gone, you know, ultimately, there, there are bigger questions. Pelosi, you're answer. talking about Pelosi, right? But I am glad having announced that she was going to go that she didn't back down to the Chicom pressure. I'm glad she went ahead and went through with it and I uh, hope she gets out of there. How long, Fred, how long is she going to stay in Taiwan anyway? They were saying this morning she's overnighting there. She may have an event in the morning. Of course, it's coming up on midnight there, right? right. Uh, midnight Tuesday. Uh, so she has some events probably in about eight hours or so. And then uh, she's, she's due to fly out, I think, after that. Well, yeah. now... If you just believe what's, I know you can't always believe and trust what's said openly and publicly. That that's called being, especially in politics, right? That's called right. being naive, which I've been many times, <laughs> many times in my life, been accused of being naive. Uh, but uh, President Biden 
said last week when asked about uh, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Yes. Uh, at the time, she had not announced. Uh, there was there was speculation she might not go. That he said, Biden said that his military advisors yeah, said she should yeah. not go. Yes. Yeah. What, what do you yeah. think about that, Ray? It's I it's it's very strange that the president would say that the military device against it and that she would go anyway. So who's really uh, running the show up there? Yeah, you know, I, I, you would think that Biden. Uh, especially since they're both Democrats, would say right. to Pelosi, "Stay you know, home. Stay, don't do this. Yeah, so skip I, it. Skip I don't it. need this. We don't need this headache. We got enough troubles as it is. Uh, maybe another time, another place. But now's not it to, uh, you know, poke the poke the bear, poke you right. know, grab the tiger's tail, so to speak." Well, the military is concerned because they have moved uh, some of our vessels uh, in that area closer to Taiwan, uh, fighter jets at the ready. So uh, this is tense at the moment. Uh, let me put it this way. This is very <laughs> tense. I wondered, too, this is pure speculation on my part, but you got in, in thinking about what might be one of her motives for doing this, uh, she's from the San Francisco area, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi. That's where her $20,000 refrigerator is. That's mm -hmm. where her... Her ten dollar a gallon ice cream exists. Mm -hmm. Is where she gets her hair cut while nobody else can during COVID. That this was just is, a setup. This is where Nancy Pelosi is from. Uh, in all seriousness, there are a lot of Chinese and Taiwanese, especially Chinese uh, of, of Chinese descent, I should say. Yes. That live in the area. Yes. They live in the whole Bay Area, right? Mm -hmm. And so she may be feeling. Uh, uh, some pressure to go to Taiwan to show solidarity with, you know what I'm sure. saying? Yep. Sure. With all these Chinese dissidents or, or people for, uh, have Chinese heritage who escaped communism. I'm just speculating Yep. here. Uh, at least that may have been what happened in part. But, uh, you know, the Chinese, they threatened to do something militarily uh, in response to this. And that's kind they of... They have to respond. They that, have to do something. That's, a, that's a scary... Scary thought. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.